Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. This morning I want to ask if you will turn in your Bibles to the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. When I was little, I always got Corinthians and Colossians mixed up. Colossians is in the Old Testament. Corinthians is in the New Testament. Right before Galatians, right after Romans, Corinthians. The book of Corinthians is written by the Apostle Paul and he... uh, what. What this is, is what you're looking at is a letter written to the church there in Corinth. Uh, The church is in the midst of having difficulties and problems. It's a church that Paul helped to uh, strengthen and organize and and, uh, to be uh, uh, useful for the kingdom of God. And, And he helped many of those Christians who were in this church. And he... uh, went on uh, to other places of ministry and, and other portions of his uh, uh, mission missionary efforts. And he heard that, that they were having problems. And so he's writing this letter to address some of those issues and some of those problems. And he's trying to help them out. And in doing so, he's helping us out. He's helping us in uh, those circumstances to deal with uh, with problems that we might face from time to time, issues that we face as, as Christians. And uh, let me just tell you a little bit about uh, the church at Corinth. The church at Corinth is a church that is in the midst of a lot of problems. Uh, <clears throat> just think of uh, walking outside your door and being in Las Vegas or being in uh, uh, New Orleans on Bourbon Street. That's the environment that this church is in. It's <coughs> it's in an area where there's a lot of things that are happening that that Christians tend to try and, and stay away from and, and there's a lot of issues that they face and, and this goes right along with what we've been talking about. Now for the past several weeks we've been uh, looking at a series of, of sermons uh, called Otherwise and and we've been looking at living our life in a, in a different manner uh, to deal with some of the issues that, uh, that we face in life. Uh, Everybody has a portion of their life that's basically in two parts. And I want you to understand something. This is not something that I think about just myself or just a few people. This is about everybody. If you draw breath, you uh, have an invisible life and you have a visible life. You have a life that you... uh, let everybody to see the visible life. This is the life that you are in front of other people. This is the life that you are around even your family members. Uh, this is the life that you portray to other people. And this is the life that you hope people under, uh, see about you and understand about you. Uh, and it is the life that you display towards others. And then you have the invisible life, the life that no one sees, the life that is not visible to others, the life that is not on display to others. And, and it's uh, in that invisible life that, uh, that you have issues and you have uh, things that, 
that impact your life throughout. And we've been talking about two other areas that in our life that we have tried to get under control, and that is uh, time uh, when when we have we all have the same twenty four hours in a day. It's how we use our time, how we use uh, the time that we have that determines uh, what we do in our life, the things that we accomplish, the things that we wish that we hadn't done, the things that we wish that we had done. So we talked about our time and uh, we also talked about money. And money, it seems like, is something that we all have issues with. If we have money, we have issues with keeping that money and having more money. It's like we can't get enough money. It seems like no matter how much money you have, you don't have enough. And uh, there's a lot of us that don't have a whole lot of money, wish that we had more just so that we could do the things that we need to do. But in actuality, it's the same problem for those people that have money in that they think that they have, uh, they, no matter how much money you have, you always think you don't have enough. And so we talked about money and how its hold on us and the fact its impact on our lives and the way in which we look at money. And really all of this, and the third area also deals with this as well, it all depends on, uh, it all hinges on the decisions that we make. Uh, we either make uh, poor decisions or we and and the Bible calls it foolish decisions, or we th- or we make decisions based on what God desires for our life, and the Bible calls that wise choices. Either we make foolish choices or wise choices. Jesus talked about the uh, no king goes into battle and doesn't already know whether or not he's going to have enough uh, uh, soldiers to go out and defeat the other army. Nobody designs, uh, desires to build a, a house or build a structure and doesn't first go out and make sure that he has enough resources, enough things in order to be able to build the house. Or Otherwise, you start building the house and it gets halfway done and you have to abandon the project because you don't have enough resources. And Jesus is talking about this very... Uh, the topic and it's about making wise choices following after God's desire following after following God's uh, direction in our life or making foolish choices in our life being foolish because we follow our own direction and guidance so we're looking at 1 Corinthians and it deals today we're going to deal with the issue of temptation now Again, this is an issue that is uh, that is just like the other two. We all have issues with time. We all have issues with money. And unfortunately, we all have issues with temptation. And you don't grow out of it. It's not something that you don't have to deal with until you hit a certain age. And then once you hit a certain age, you don't have to worry about it again. It's not like puberty or it's not like facial hair or anything like that. All of us deal with temptation. All of us have to, uh, if, if, as long as we're on this earth, we are dealing with temptation. And Paul here writes uh, a direction in, uh, for the church at, at Corinth about how to deal with temptation because they were dealing with temptation on a daily basis. Everything that they encountered in Corinth, uh, because Corinth was a place of a lot of idols, a lot of idol worship, a lot of uh, temples were made to false gods. Uh, there was a lot of, uh, of that that, that the, the 
Christians here and, and the church of Corinth had to deal with. There were all kinds of, of things. And we think we've got a lot to deal with, with pornography, with, uh, with theft, with uh, uh, possess, having possessions, left, uh, uh, coveting things that belong to other people. We think we have it, uh, the worst right now. We don't, we don't understand what it must have been like for the church at Corinth because they had it bad. They had it really bad. And Paul says in verse 12 of chapter 10, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, he says, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. And there hath no temptation taken you, but such as the common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. So, uh, we have uh, a passage of Scripture here that, that Paul deals with, uh, the sin, and primarily he's dealing with idolatry, but it has to do with every sin. And the first thing I want you to understand, and, and the first point I want to make is, is that he says in verse 12, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. The first thing you need to understand is, as a person, as an individual, as a Christian, you will be tested. You will always be tested. Uh, you will always have situations in your life where you are going to face a test of temptation. You're going to face issues in, our li- in your life. There's just no way around it. And something you need to understand in, that Paul points out here is that if you think you're too big, you think you're too devout, you think you are too righteous. And I had people like this in, in my churches throughout my ministry. Uh, and, oh, uh, Brother Carl, they would say, don't worry, I, I'm... I'm I, I'm so religious, I don't even have to carry my Bible. I, I know the Bible, and, and uh, Brother Carl, I just know it so well, and, and, and I don't face any uh, temptation in my life. Look, if you are, uh, all of us have to deal with temptation. If you feel as though you're too big uh, to have to worry about temptation in your life, then you are too small to deal with temptation. If you think you're too big, to have to worry about temptation in your life, then you're already too small to deal with temptation in your life. We all are tested. We are all uh, tested either by God or by Satan. We're all tested and we're all going to face temptation in our life. We're going to face situations that, uh, that we don't understand like Job in our Sunday school lesson this morning. We're going to all face circumstances in our life that we, we don't think that we've done anything wrong, that we can't understand why that we're going through the situation. We're being tested. We're being either tested by God and that He's trying to make us stronger by giving us circumstances in our life that's going to... Uh, calls us to, to depend more upon Him and to lean heavily upon Him and to trust in Him and, and to allow His guidance in our life so that we're living a righteous life, that we live a life that is, uh, that is according to God's desire, or we're going to uh, falter and realize that we need to lean he- more heavily upon Him and trust in Him and rely upon Him, but we're being tested. Or we're being tested by Satan in that, uh, look, you know, it's just like... Uh, when you go fishing, I'm not a big fisherman, so I don't know a whole lot about fishing. But, um, you know, you know certain places that you think that 
that you're going to be able to, to catch fish. So you, you go out to your favorite place that you've always caught fish and you're going to go out there and see how the waters are. You're going to test the waters. And so you cast your line into the water a couple of times, see how things are. If, they, if, the, if the fish aren't biting, what do you do? Do you spend the rest of your day there uh, uh, leaving your hook in the water and, let, and just waiting for something to magically happen? No. Most fishermen I know, if they if the fish aren't biting, they what do they they reel it in, they they get their gear and they go on to another place where the fish might be biting a little bit better. Hey, they're they're not over here. They might be over there. Uh, I need to find a better place. I hope I did that right. I hope I said uh, that. I hope that's true. I, I, I'm thinking that's pretty true. But uh, it's the same way with uh, with hunting deer. I've I've never gone hunting for deer or or uh, any other animal that is. Uh, but there's certain places where you might uh, set up and prepare and, and ready to be able to, to catch a wild game. You might put out deer corn or you might put out some kind of bait uh, for them hoping that they'll come. But truth be told, they might be somewhere else getting all the food they need and they haven't come around where your stand is. And you, you sit and you wait for a while and, and if they're not there, they're not coming around. You either sit and wait a lot longer and, and hope that something happens, or you get up and you go and you move somewhere else and, and hope to find uh, some more game there. Uh, it's the same way. Uh, we, can't, we can't hope that uh, things are going to get better. We're going to be tested. We're going to be... Uh, uh, and Satan tests us to see that if we're going to yield a certain temptation and he knows all the buttons to push. Why? Because he's tested us and he knows the things that, that get to us. Uh, but we're tested from time to time and we, and we have to understand and, and know that we're going to be tested. The second thing that we need to understand is, is that we're going to be tempted. Temptation is different from, uh, from being tested. Uh, you might be you might go to the doctor and they test a uh, doctor. I'm not feeling too good. Well, we're going to run some tests, right? And they say, well, we're going to run a lot of tests. Once they run all those tests, have you been cured? No, no. They just, they have a clearer picture of what's going on. And then they go ahead and treat you for your illness. Same way in this circumstance, you're tested first and, and Satan tests you to find out what works on you better. And then once he finds out, he tempts you. He tempts you hard. And he'll tempt you in the areas that he knows that he can get you. You might, uh, and you might be able to resist temptation. He'll find, well, that, the old boy, he's in the Bible a lot now. I can't tempt him in this. I'm going to have to uh, I'm going to have to tempt him in something else. And he finds out what is really pushing your buttons at the time or what's really getting you. Maybe uh, you might be somebody that, that has, has a hard time with people getting up in your face and all that kind of thing. And you've been working on it. You've been praying about it. You've been studying God's Word about it. And you've been real calm and everything about it. And Satan finds out that you, you're not, uh, you're not, he's not going to be able to tempt you in that area. 
He's not going to be able to get somebody to come in you, at you and, and, and tempt you to blow your stack and, and start saying all kinds of bad things and ruin your witness and testimony before other people. So after he's tested you and find out what it is, oh, he, this old boy, he's having a hard time with this. So he starts tempting you and he starts putting it in your face. He starts uh, getting all those things. And a lot of times temptation begins... And uh, some place that we all think, oh, I've got everything covered here. Jesus tells us we need to commit uh, God's Word to our heart and our life for a reason. Because temptation, every temptation you face starts right here in your noggin, between your two ears, in your mind. It doesn't matter if it, if it's pornography. You get the uh, you get a thought in your mind about what you uh, might see or want to see or, or have seen or done seen or or whatever, and the thought starts in your mind. You uh, or if it's uh, taking something that doesn't belong to you, you you see something, and all of a sudden a, a thought uh, starts in your mind. You think, well, boy, I tell you what, that doesn't belong to anybody. That's just sitting there. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to keep it. I'm not going. To, I'm not going to go and try and find who it really belongs to. Hey, finders keepers, losers weepers. You know, it all starts in your mind. Or you might, uh, no matter what it is, it all begins in the theater of your mind. And you begin to th- think through the process. Well, what would happen if I did this? What would happen if I did that? What would happen? And it's all in your mind. It all begins in your mind. And, so, and that's exactly why we're encouraged by God's Word to hide God's Word in our heart. Make sure that we have Scripture that we've memorized so that when temptation does occur, when we do face things, those thoughts do appear in our mind. That we can, we can uh, recite scripture. We know exactly where to go to. If hey, look, even if you if you don't if you're one of those people that has a hard time with memorizing scripture, it's not the easiest thing in the world. At least be familiar where you can find it. At least be familiar so that when when these things happen in your life, you know exactly where to go and find the Scripture. And then you go find it and you read that Scripture. And you think, uh, okay, what is God trying to tell me about this? What is God trying to alert to me, uh, alert in my mind and my heart about this situation? What is God saying to me through His Holy Word? And if you can't even do that, it's so easy nowadays to have a certain uh, apps on your phone or on your computer or, or reference books in your home where you can go and search for the right Scripture and find the Scripture so that when you're tempted in your life, you sit down and you say, oh, I tell you what, I'm, I'm having a problem with that right now. Let me go and uh, start reading through your uh, Scripture on your phone or, or Scripture on your tablet or on, on your computer and say, God, I, I'm really struggling with this. Help me to find that verse that, that you put in my heart the other day and I saw it or I remember that, uh, that Scripture. God, help me to find it. And you look through your reference book. You've got an con- uh, exhaustive concordance or you've got uh, some study material. God, help me to uh, find it. Uh, better yet, Hey, just, uh, and there's some uh, Bibles that already have it. You know, just write down some scripture in the back uh, flyleaf of your Bible. 
you know, whenever I'm de- this is a problem I'm dealing with, I, I'm looked up scripture that deals with that. I'm going to write those scriptures down, and I'm going to have them here handy. I'm going to mark them in my Bible so that when that happens, here it is. It's already underlined in my Bible. I already have that scripture pointed out so that I can find it easily, and I can uh, be reminded of what God's word. Let me tell you something. You read it enough, God's going to put it in your heart. God's going to uh, imprint it upon your life, and you'll be able to deal with that temptation in your life. And uh, but we have to understand and know that that we'll be tempted in our life. Uh, Paul even says it here. He says, "Look, there's no temptation to man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will uh, with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it." That's the third thing that you need to understand. No matter the fact that you'll be tested, no matter the fact that you will be tempted in your life. Look, if you're not being tempted, let me just say this one more thing about temptation. If you're not being tempted, if you don't have problems with temptation, Satan's already got you. He's already got you. He knows he doesn't have... And and when when he has you, he doesn't just simply say, well, look... Uh, look at that old boy. He's not reading his Bible. He's not praying. He's not going to church. He's not uh, spending time with people that he should spend time with. He's he's in, wrapped up in all this uh, stuff. He's not going to be satisfied. He's going to tempt you in other areas, and he's going to push you further and further. And he's going to see how far he can push you away from God, and he's going to use you uh, uh, to further his agenda, not allowing you to now not you allowing God to. Uh, to use you as a witness to others. So you need to understand that, that you're going to be tempted, but there will always be, God will always provide a way. God will always be there with you in your temptation, in your struggles. God is always with you. John, uh, Paul says here in, in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 10, verse 13, There hath no temptation taken you, and such a common to, is, is not common to man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, to, uh, able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. You need to understand that God is always with you. God is faithful. God is faithful for uh, to be with you in your struggle. God is faithful to be with you in your temptation. God will always provide a way for you to, to escape the temptation of Satan. God will always... And, and let me tell you something. Let me make something very clear. God does not tempt us. Now, God tests us, but He doesn't tempt us. Satan's the one that tempts us. And the Bible here tells us there here that God will always enable us to escape for the, from the temptation that we face from Satan. God will always provide a way to help you through that temptation that you're facing. No matter what it is that you're going through in your life, you need to understand that God's there with you. The problem is, is that too often we face temptation and we say, I got this. God, I got this. I know, I, I know what's happening. God, don't worry about it. We try and take care of it ourselves. Or we sit there and we say, you know, everybody's tempted. Everybody, I'm just human. I'm, I'm just like everybody. Look, everybody else, God. Everybody else is doing it. 
I can do it too, God. Why can't I do that? Why can't... Look, that's not the point. The point is, is that God doesn't want us to waste our life, doesn't want us to waste the opportunities that God has for us. God doesn't want us to... to the reason that God doesn't want us to be disobedient is because He wants a closer relationship with us. Think about, not just about the temptation, the, the enjoyment of, of whatever it is that we're being tempted. We need to think about what it does to us and our relationship to God. There are certain things that we do in our life that we know is going to be damaging to our, our relationship to others. We know that, that if we're unfaithful to our spouse, we're damaging our relationship to our spouse. We know that, that if we uh, tell stories about our friends and we talk about our, uh, people that we, uh, that, we're, that we know, people that we work with, we know that, that those things will damage our relationship with those people. We know the results of those things. But we some we a lot of, most times we forget about the damage that those sins have between us and God. With each sin, we get further and further away from God. With each sin, we depend less and less upon God. With each sin, our relationship with and it makes it harder for us to come to God, and it makes it harder for us to hear the voice of God. It makes it harder for us. To live for God. You can't engage in those sinful behaviors and then turn around and witness to somebody because Satan will use that and he'll say, who are you to talk to this person about Jesus? Who are you to talk to them about sin in their life? Who are you to say those things? And you say, okay, I'm not going to go witness to them. God wants us to walk in righteousness, not just so that we're being obedient to Him, but that so that we're in our obedience we can be useful for His kingdom, so that we can share the love of God, so that we can share God's forgiveness towards, other, uh, towards us with other people so that they'll understand the forgiveness that they can have in their life. God wants to use us in so many different ways. God wants to bless our lives and, and by allowing us to be a part of His plan of salvation for the lives of those who are all around us that need His love. But when we have sin in our life, when we allow sin to crowd our lives, then we can't hear the voice of God. We're not in a place where we can be used of God. And so we need to understand with temptation... It carries so much, but God is always there for us. God is always there, and He will always provide for us a way of escape. We're to flee useful lust. Get away from those things, the Bible tells us. To stay away from those things. Because it hurts our relationship to Him. It grieves God when we sin. And so we need to make the wise choice. Follow after God. Listen to God. Allow God to rule and reign in our life. Allow God to help us to make the wise choice. To always depend upon Him. Trust in Him. Rely upon Him. To follow after Him. So that we can keep away from sin in our life. Let's join together for prayer. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we pray for us today that, Lord, in, in our lives that we might live and walk for You, that we might serve You. Lord, I pray that You'd help us all 
to walk in righteousness and to live righteously before You. And Lord, to make the wise choice about uh, temptation in our life. Lord, that we might be useful for Your kingdom so that we might be able to live for You. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.